Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome into the Screen the Screener Podcast. Listeners out there, thanks for carving out some time to listen to Mike and I give you the first round pick extravaganza for the upcoming NBA draft. And just because I got the wheels kind of in motion, seems like it'd be only fair to give you a round two preview. So I'm here solo today, walk you through the second round of the NBA draft, try to give you a couple of ideas of where teams might be going. A couple of favorites that we've talked about on the podcast this particular season because we want to give them just one more little shot of love before they hopefully hear their name called in the upcoming Thursday night's draft. But just a couple of things off the top here that uh, were news in the NBA and, and surrounding the draft is I guess if you get you try to broker a deal for one of the NBA superstars that have it's given you fits your whole career on the defensive end, you get fired? It just seems very odd that a couple of days before the draft that Cleveland would part ways with their GM, especially amongst the news that they're trying to get a deal rolling for Jimmy Butler, among other things. It just seems like a poor decision that right before the draft, you would let go of your GM and not have him walk away. This seems very odd timing. But isn't that, isn't this great, having this much activity right before the NBA draft? First, we have the, the big trade with the Celtics and the 76ers, uh, exchanging the first and third pick with uh, futures, going to the Celtics again, stockpiling assets, as Danny Ainge likes to do. And now you have this other news of the Cleveland Cavaliers possibly parting ways with their uh, current GM. And by the way, talk about a hot seat. That GM seat in the Cleveland Cavaliers front office is the hottest of hot seats. And then uh, just the trade of big players, maybe Jimmy Butler, maybe Dwayne Wade leaving due to Jimmy Butler getting traded. Love all the scenarios that could be happening and leading up to the NBA draft. Hashtag NBA Draft Drama. Uh, so, gratulatia, shalansa to all, my, all the listeners out there. We'll try to walk you through a little bit of round two. We're going to start with uh, one element that I think we aired on on our first round preview is I never told you where Jonathan Isaac was going to go. He's going to go number four to Phoenix. Somehow that got omitted out or I deleted it or... With the, all the trade news, Mike and I were trying to get all the way up to date, so I apologize. He's going to go directly to Phoenix. On to the second round. We'll start with the 31st pick. I'll try to roll through them with you. Uh, you tell, you can play along, see if you agree, disagree, say who's that. Uh, hey, you might have mispronounced uh, that foreign player. I'll do my best here, folks. So let's start with the 31st pick. Atlanta has one pick in the second round. Uh, one. Uh, let's see. They have two picks in the second round. They actually have the first and final pick of the second round. And I did not put this particular player on the first round because I just felt like somebody had to slip, and you have one of these guys that slides every year, and I think that's Patton from Creighton. I think he slides to the first pick in the second round. I think that Atlanta takes him here. I had Atlanta taking Collins in the first round, so maybe you can even flip-flop those two picks and put Collins here. 
But again, my premise behind them taking two bigs in their first two picks of the 2017 NBA draft is they just hate Dwight Howard, and they're annoyed by him. If you paid attention to his minutes in the fourth quarter, he barely got off the bench, and they want him to be more versatile, which he is not at this point in his career. So they're going to take Justin Patton, Justin Patton, uh, freshman, coming out early. I have him just missing the first round. Other mocks have him a little bit higher up. Some mocks have him even up in the teens. I have him down at 31. 32nd pick is Phoenix. Phoenix, I think, is going to go with a foreigner who's not truly a foreigner. I think they're going to go with uh, Yona Bolden. Yona Bolden played a a season at UCLA and then went overseas to play in Australia. 6'10", versatile forward. And check this stat out. I mean, Mike and I always talk about the stats. During his one year in Australia, he shot at over 30% from three, had one steal and one block. The only other two, uh, the only other three players in this particular draft that have stats such as that are the before uh, mentioned Jonathan Isaac, uh, Derek White of Colorado, and Markel Fultz, possibly the first pick of this year's draft. So I have uh, Bolden falling all the way to here. Does he last to here? Maybe, maybe not. But I think this is a smart move for Phoenix. Phoenix does have um, does have a loaded backcourt, and they did go uh, power forward-ish heavy in last year's draft. So Bolden would be a versatile stretch four or just your ordinary wing player at this point. Uh, and 6'10 has great uh, wingspan as well. 32nd pick, Orlando. I think with uh, the new GM there, Hammond, who was the former Bucks GM, he really likes length and versatile players on the wing. I think he's going to take a little chance here, and I think he's going to go Tyler Dorsey of Oregon. Remember, Dorsey was one of the highest scoring players in this year's tournament, uh, only behind Sindarius Thornwell. Uh, and might have even been the highest scoring player, uh, outscoring Scorn- uh, Thornwell by a few points. Um, so he's kind of riding that tournament, uh, that tournament uh, carpet ride, and I think he gets picked here by Orlando. And plus, Orlando, I have them taking Markin in, and they already have Aaron Gordon. They got rid of Victor Oladipo, so I think they could use some help in the backcourt with an athletic uh, wing player. Dorsey is exactly that. Sacramento, biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? We're going to have Swanigan going to Sacramento at 34. Wouldn't it be cool if they actually followed the plan that we laid out for them, or I laid out, and they had Ball, Leaf, and Swanigan? It's possible that all three of those guys are going to see major minutes this year if they do obtain all three of those players in this particular draft. And you know, we love Swanigan. He's one of the best stories uh, of college basketball this past year, uh, almost leading the nation in rebounding, finishing second to... uh, uh, finishing second, and then uh, having Purdue have a sweet 16 run. Uh, you love the sacrifices that he made with his body. You love that he bought in, and he's a, uh, a team-first player. So Swanigan is Sacramento at 34. 35, Orlando picks again. So they just took Tyler Dorsey, and I think this is where they might go foreign, and they're going to take Anzik Pasniks from Latvia. 7-1-ish. This might be a stash pick, but I'm not sure. Give them some more length. He does have a pretty nice handle. He is pretty skilled. So even though I have them taking uh, Laurie Market in the first round, and this is kind of like a double-up pick on that, imagine if you can like take Marketing out and put Pasniks in for, I don't know, 10 minutes and have him dribble, uh, be a decent ball handler on the wing, block a couple shots, and maybe put up a three. Philadelphia has four picks in the second round, which is a little advantageous and a little cumbersome at the same time. With the 36 pick, I'm going to give them Jonathan Motley. Uh, he's going to be another unique talent to add to the core of unique, talented players that they have 
with Fultz and Embiid and Simmons. Motley fits right in with that uniquely talented uh, crew. Uh, He'll be a force on the defensive end. He'll be efficient offensively. He'll offensive board for you. He can play minutes right now in the NBA, and he's definitely long enough. So Motley to the 76ers at pick 36. Pick 37, Boston. This is the first of their three second-round picks. Uh, I think they're going to go far in here, too. Uh, Let's give them Isaiah uh, Hartenstein. Isaiah Hartenstein may be a late first-round pick, maybe even the 20s. Uh, I held off to have him here. He's from Germany. Uh, decent shooter. Uh, has good length. Uh, one of these picks for you know Boston and Philadelphia in the second round has to be a stash pick. Although Hartens- people say Hartenstein can play uh, next year. I think this is Boston's uh, uh, pick to go overseas and take a little sh- chance with him. A little bit of an unknown product. So I have Hartenstein going to, Hartenstein going to Boston at 37. At pick 38, uh, let's give... Chicago, Kyle Kuzman. He's a nice stretch four. He can shoot it. He's active on the boards. Uh, he's an NBA professional player. You know, he reminds me of. He reminds me a lot of a uh, Taj Gibson that they uh, recently got rid of in Chicago, uh, with a little bit better uh, ball handling and maybe a little bit more range. So I think Kuzman is an NBA player waiting to happen, and I think Chicago takes him with a 38th pick. All right, the 39th pick is Philadelphia's second pick in the second round. And here's what I'm going to say. They're going to trade this pick. They're going to stash this pick. They're going to do something with one of these picks in the second round. So I don't have a name for you here. I'm predicting trade or stash. That's what's going to happen there. Pick 40, New Orleans. Can't you just see Kobe Simmons going here from Arizona? Put Kobe Simmons out on the wing. He's like a creative uh, drive-and-kick type player, uh, a little bit longer than you think. And can't you see like him uh, experiencing and getting into those creases and then kicking it out or kicking it over to Anthony Davis or Boogie, maybe Boogie for an open three, maybe Davis for a uh, layup or dunk? I think Kobe Simmons would be a really nice addition on the wing for this Pelicans team, especially with what they already have in place. So I have Kobe Simmons, Arizona, going to the Pelicans at 40. Pick 41, got Charlotte. Now... Here's where I think Ivan Rab goes. I think Charlotte has a couple of bigs in place. Remember, they took Frank the Tank last year. Um, I have them taking. Uh, I have them taking uh, Duke's Luke Kennard in the first round. So I think they need to balance that wing player with a big, uh, with a little bit of experience. They're both still young, only sophomores coming out. So give me Ivan Rab from Cal going to Charlotte with the 41st pick. Forty uh, second. We have the Utah Jazz. I think Utah could use a little change of pace from Hill at point guard. And so that's where I think I'm going to give them Evans from Oklahoma State. The little water bug point guard, about six feet tall, good wingspan, unbelievably on the uh, plays outrageously on the pick and rolls, which is a lot of what Utah runs. So I think Evans would be a really nice change of pace to Hill. Uh, he's going to be a really underrated selection. I mean, Mike had Evans in the first round. I can totally see that happening. Evan is a difference maker. Like, with any pick after 20 and in the second round, you just want to find a player that's going to be a difference maker on some level. And Evans is a difference maker with his speed and his speed with the ball. And he's unbelievably skilled, like I said, in the pick and roll. So I have Evans going to the Jazz at pick 42. Pick 43. Uh, we have Houston on the clock with their first of two picks in the second round. 
And for both of these picks, I'm just giving them backups to their already well-established starting lineup. So I have Houston taking Bacon here from Florida State. Bacon's pretty long, 6'6", 6'7". And you know what we're going to say to Bacon? Welcome to seven minutes a game, playing behind the beard. You figure you, you want to get the beard a few, a few minutes off and not play him such heavy minutes. Uh, so maybe they can move Beverly over to the point during that point. Bring Bacon in. Have Bacon take a couple threes. Defend really well on the wing because he is long and strong. And Bacon be a perfect backup at the off guard or the swing position. So I have Bacon going to the Houston Rockets at pick 43. For pick 44, we got the Knicks. We had the Knicks kind of hitting a home run in the first round. I had them taking Fox. Uh, Mike had them taking Monk. So either way, if they get either one of those players, they're kind of playing with house money the rest of the draft as far as we're concerned. But you know what they're going to do here? They're actually going to nail it again. So I had them taking Fox in the first round. Guess what they're going to do here? They're going to take Sindarius Thornwell from South Carolina with the 44th pick. He is a Phil type of guy in the best way. He's going to defend the pants off of people. He's, not, he's going to be really efficient. He's not going to make mistakes. He's, he's a senior. Phil likes those types of players. Uh, and can you just see him playing minutes? Like I, I can totally see him playing NBA minutes next year. If, if uh, Ron Baker found the floor and started a couple games for New York this year, then Thornwell will definitely find some quality minutes in that backcourt. So I have Thornwell going to New York with the 44th pick. Uh, Houston's up with their next pick at 45, and I just have them doing the exact same thing that they did two picks previous. I think this is where Cam Oliver goes. I think Cam Oliver from uh, Nevada is going to be a great backup to Ryan Anderson. They play Ryan Anderson big minutes, they trust him with big possessions, and they want Ryan Anderson to put it up. However, Ryan Anderson can't play 48 minutes. Cam Oliver can come in and spell him for about eight minutes, and he's a very similar player. Big body, can defend both uh, forward positions, can put it up from three, can board a little bit, skilled, more skilled with the ball than you think. So I think Cam Oliver to Houston with pick 45. Pick 46, this is Philadelphia's third pick. Uh, we had them taking Motley early. We had them at a trade stash situation with their second pick. I think here, I think they go another big body. I think this is where Thomas Bryant goes from Indiana. He's big. He can shoot it a little bit. Maybe he, you, you can figure out what you have with Okafor and decide you want big bodies like this with you know active players like Embiid and Simmons and Fultz and, and maybe Motley. Do you need like one of those like anchor-type players? Maybe Bryant could be that type of player, and maybe they can figure out if that's the type of thing they want to do with Okafor as well. So even though it's a kind of a copycat pick with Okafor, um, maybe Bryant can stretch the floor a little bit because he can shoot it from deep. So I have uh, Bryant from Indiana going to uh, the 76ers with the 46th pick. Uh, pick 47, we got the Pacers on the clock. And you know what I have? How about Kadeem Allen from Arizona? How about putting him out on the wing to defend maybe in your Tony Allen-like situation? And maybe Allen can defend some of these wings that they're going to play, like uh, DeRozan or Kyrie Irving, and maybe he plays stopper. You know, not a ton of minutes, but can come in and play stopper for 15 minutes on one of these like highly skilled guards that Indiana's going to run into in the playoffs if they make the playoffs again. So he's longer than you think. He makes plays. He's very D-minded. And he will hit a big shot when needed. So I think Allen gets a look here from Indiana at 47. That might be a little bit earlier than you think he might go. But he showed out well at the combine. He definitely measured well for sure. All right, 48, we have Milwaukee. And uh, you know that we, Mike and I are big Bucks fans. So I'm, we're hoping, or I'm hoping, 
that they take Deontay Burton from Iowa State. I'm kind of rooting for his pink shoes and fear the deer to match up. Burton is kind of the mismatch waiting to happen. We saw him guard bigger players, such as Caleb Swanigan, in the post with some efficiency and some success, even though he's only 6'4". His athleticism is a little bit out of control. He can shoot it from deep. He isn't afraid. He's open as soon as he gets into the gym. Uh, His ball handling skills are sound. However, he is a little careless with the ball. But it does seem, and he does have great length with Milwaukee, we know loves. So I think Burton is kind of like, you know, we talked about with Evans being like a unique talent and uh, a difference maker in some area. I think Burton, you could play him at like the three or the four and get away with it for a couple of minutes. And I think Milwaukee might like to do that and maybe even play him with Antetokounmpo and uh, Middleton and Parker and just have like three shot makers and creators on the floor at the same time. So I say give the Bucks Deontay Burton from Ohio State. I'm sorry, from Iowa State at 48. Uh, the 49th pick, uh, Denver. Uh, Dylan Brooks is going to go here. They need a lot in the backcourt, and he does a little bit of everything. So why not get somebody that does a little bit of everything and have him go to Denver? So I have Dylan Brooks. Uh, I'd like to see him go a little bit earlier, but I couldn't find a spot for him until now. So 49th, Denver Nuggets take Dylan Brooks from Oregon. Pick 50. This is Philadelphia's fourth second-round pick. They loaded up. Just when you think the Celtics were loaded up with picks, Philly did it too. This is a lock-it-up. I feel as confident as any pick I'm giving you in the second round right here. They will take Frank Frank Mason III from Kansas. Here's why they're going to take Frank Frank Mason III from Kansas. They saw with T.J. McConnell that you can use a true point guard at some point. I mean, T.J. McConnell played a ton of minutes for them last year, and I don't think they envisioned doing that again this year. But T.J. McConnell does have uh, value on the trade market as a backup point guard. So then who's your backup point guard? I think it's Frank Mason. I think they can put Frank Mason and have him be a true point guard out there with the second second crew, or maybe even play him a little bit with the first crew. And he is a true point guard that can shoot it. So I think Philadelphia is going to take Frank Mason III at some point. So I'm going to put him at 50 for the Sixers. Pick 51, we're going to go point guard again for the Denver Nuggets, Monte Morris. If you look at their point guard situation, they have uh, Jameer Nelson as their backup point guard. And as much as we love Jameer Nelson and as how awesome he was as an NBA player, he's a former all-star, he is 35 years old. If Denver doesn't go point guard here, they're doing something wrong. Give us the turnover-to-assist ratio monster, Monte Morris, to run that second group. And Denver Nuggets will be very happy with that pick if they can pick up Morris in the second round with a pick with a 51st pick. Uh, pick 52, you got Washington. I think they're going to go Wesley Anuwa from Kansas State. You figure Otto Porter and Beal are shot makers. They could use somebody that they can bring in to defend at that position as well. And Anuwa is exactly what the doctor ordered there. I think he's got an NBA body. That's ready. I think he can play multiple positions. Uh, the two, the three, maybe you can swing him to the one for a tiny bit. Uh, and he is ready on the defensive end, although his offensive game could use a little sharpening up. So I think he is an NBA player. He can defend at the NBA level. So give me Washington taking Kansas State's Nunois with a 52nd pick. Pick 53. We got Boston with another one of their picks. And I think they're going to go foreign here. Give me Matthias Lasort from France. This might be a stash pick. He's 6'10". He can shoot it a little bit. 
he can handle it a little bit. Obviously a little thin. Um, very similar profile to uh, many of the other foreign players that uh, NBA scouts are taking a look at. But how about Lasort from France? 6'10 player going to Boston with the 53rd pick. Again, some of these teams have to do one of these, some of these stash picks, especially with multiple second-round picks. I think that's where Boston does that. With the 54th pick, Phoenix has their second pick in the second round. I think Alex Peters is going to go here. Uh, Alex Peter from Valpo, again, got hurt the very end of the season, so he did not get to experience the NCAA tournament, which is a little bit of a downer for you know NCAA vagabonds uh, like you guys that are listening and Mike and I. So he didn't get to have that uh, crowning moment for his the, the finishing of his senior year. But it would be cool if he got drafted in the second round, and this is, I think, a great place for him. He can really shoot it, and he's really crafty with the ball. He's more crafty with the ball than you think. So how about Alex Peter from Valpo going to Phoenix? with the 54th pick. Uh, Utah has their second pick. And guys, we've been waiting for this the whole entire second round. It is hashtag draft Jake Wiley. Jake Wiley from Eastern Washington, the great story. If you haven't read it yet from by Matt Norlander, please go read it. It is well worth the read. It is an investment of time, but your time will be rewarded after reading the story about Jake Wiley. Jake Wiley Played only one major season at Eastern Washington, put up crazy numbers, was the player of the year in the conference. Um, showed out unbelievably at Portsmouth, was one of the best players out there on the West. And Utah has had him in for a workout already. So I think Utah takes Jake Wiley at 55. Hashtag draft Jake Wiley. Very excited if that happens. I'd love to hear his name called. Uh, pick 56. Boston has their third pick. How about they go a little bit off the radar and take a little chance? How about Moses Kingsley from Arkansas? Uh, I remember uh, Eric Fawcett coming on earlier and saying that Moses Kingsley was one of those like difference maker players uh, in the SEC. Really long, uh, 6'10"-ish. Think of like uh, a little bit longer, a little bit taller Bobby Portis from Arkansas as well. Uh, maybe not as much of a refined offensive game, but he can defend, he can board, he can get an offensive board. Um, so maybe Boston looks to shore up their defense, which is, what, of course, what they like to do all the time, and takes Kingsley from Arkansas with the 56 pick. Uh, pick 57, we got Brooklyn on the clock. How about P.J. Dozer uh, from South Carolina? Can't, I mean, look at the people who got minutes in their backcourt last year. Uh, uh, Kilpatrick got a ton of minutes. Uh, Lynn, when he wasn't hurt, got a ton, ton of minutes. So I think they take a combo guard like Dozier and can play him on either spot. I think that's an automatic, I feel as good about that pick as I do about the Frank Mason pick at 50 to Philadelphia. I think Dozier is an automatic for Brooklyn at 57. He will play a lot. Uh, 58, you got Knicks with their second, second round pick. I think they're going to go Luke Cornett, Vandy. Big man, 7-1, can shoot it from deep. Not as athletic as you'd like. Can't you see him just backing up uh, KP? And seeing like, oh, he can't play a ton of minutes. You can bring in Luke Cornett. He is almost an identical player, smidgen shorter, not as be- not as good as on the defensive end, but he can put it up. Be really nice if you could put a similar player in there for like seven or eight minutes. So I think Cornett can fill that role for the Knicks. So give me Cornett to the Knicks at fifty-eight from Vandy. Uh, Fifty-nine, San Antonio Spurs. I've had the Spurs taking Josh Hart in the first round, and I think they do a something very similar here in the second round. This is where Nigel Hayes goes from Wisconsin. Nigel Hayes is really smart. San Antonio Spurs are really smart. Nigel Hayes won't make a ton of mistakes. The San Antonio Spurs don't make a ton of mistakes. I think Nigel Hayes gets drafted somewhere in the second round. It may be a little bit earlier than this, 
but I think this matching and this pairing makes perfect sense for both sides. And then to finish off the second round, we have Atlanta at 60 with their second round, uh, second second round pick. Again, they had the first pick. We had them taking Justin Patton. Um, and here, I think they take Devin Robinson from Florida. I think they've been looking for a replacement for Damari Carroll since he left to go to the Raptors, and I think Devin Robinson could possibly fill that role for a little while. Unbelievably athletic, really long. He can shoot it. He can defend. He can uh, defend multiple positions. How about Devin Robinson from Florida going to Atlanta with the last pick in the second round? All right, so listeners, there you go. You have your rundown. You heard some familiar names. You heard me try to pronounce a couple of unfamiliar names. I did my best. Uh, we just want to say ahoy out there. Hey, at RudeBoy on Twitter. Uh, love the NBA chatter. Keep it coming. And ahoy out there, at Josh Wade FM. Uh, keep spreading the knowledge about podcasting. like it, man. Real solid. Uh, listeners, again, thank you so much for carving out a little time for us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, please hit us up on Twitter, at SES Podcast. Uh, efficiency of keystrokes as always and if you'd like to email the show and uh, tell Mike and I what we should or should not be doing or we might have botched a call or or got a pick completely wrong or we were way off base uh, email us you can find us uh, on gmail you can say sdspodcast at gmail.com we'd love to get in touch with anybody that has any opinion on what Mike and I are putting out there for you guys to listen to Uh, and listeners, please enjoy the first round and the second round on Thursday. Mike and I will be enjoying it for sure. We'll have a beverage out. We hope you guys are as well. And, and, uh, maybe you're even playing one of the, uh, Jay Billis, like, uh, bingo cards where he mentions wingspan and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, that, that might be a fun way to enjoy the the draft, but we hope Mike and I got you a little bit ready. And it was, uh, you talk a little, you took a little walk down memory lane, hearing some familiar names from the great college basketball season that we had. And, the only thing that I wish I could do, I wish I could have found a spot where we had Nigel Williams Goss drafted, but I just couldn't dig a spot out for him. So hopefully his name does get called in the second round and Zag fans can rejoice. Uh, listeners out there, thank you so much. Mike and I will catch up with you after the draft. Enjoy every pick on Thursday night. 